Time out when there's gaps in coverage. Every team needs a player that they can count on to help out. Aflac Supplemental Insurance can help close the gap between what health insurance covers and what it doesn't. When you're sick or injured, bills can rack up fast. Aflac pays cash that can be put towards medical expenses like co-pays or even non-medical expenses like groceries or rent. Get help with expenses that health insurance does not cover. Visit Affleck.com to learn more. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same-game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get 150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms, 21 plus only. Virginia only, new customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. You are listening to the Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. Hope you had a great weekend, everybody. Gang's all here ready to go on this Monday. Best and worst of the weekend, your opportunity to be part of the program. Dial us up. You can email, tweet, all the above. Operator, the birthday boy, Tyler, standing by. Stat of the day brought to you by Panini America, the official trading cards of the Dan Patrick Show. Spent a lot of time, first hour, talking about what happened last night as the Suns even the series with the Nuggets. But uh, more importantly, how the league and the commissioner reacts, if he does, with uh, the Joker and uh, the owner of the Phoenix Suns, Matt Ishbia. And this is difficult because if you watch it, you can say both played a role and the owner should never be involved. So I have to treat him like a fan, but I also, the punishment is harsher because he's an owner. Uh, Because at first you didn't know. I wasn't aware that that's where Matt Ishbia sits. But when Joker goes into the stands and he wants the ball, and there's a little bit of a skirmish there because one of the Phoenix Suns goes, you know, careening out of the, uh, you know, off the court into the stands. But the owner is holding the basketball. Okay, like you know, when when you're taller than your uh, brother and you hold it up and he can't get it. I mean, you're, he's holding the ball, and he's the owner. Um, and I I think the commissioner comes down pretty hard on Matt Ishbia. I don't know if he suspends. Joker. I mean, that's really what this comes. This series is going to come down to probably this decision, because if Denver uh, somehow survives, goes back, wins Game Five, then they're probably going to win this series. But if he gets suspended, Phoenix wins in Denver, then Phoenix is going to win this series. Also, you know, you're watching Phoenix and they're playing at a different pace because they don't have Chris Paul. Chris Paul is out because of the groin injury, and it's almost become. A positive, which is strange to say, with Chris Paul, one of the great point guards of all time. But even if he's healthy when he comes back, is he going to start? Do you want him to start? It almost feels like having a they're, they're playing at a different speed, and it's been successful. Certainly for Durant and Booker, you got some help from the bench. Landry Shamit had 19 points. They got to get somebody to help him out. But Devin Booker is playing at an all-time high. His efficiency is historical because he's gone 34 for 43 from the floor. He's shooting 79% over the last two games. And these are must-win situations here. And playing, you know, when Kevin Durant is the third best offensive player on the floor, man, there's some pretty good offensive performances. Joker had 53 in a, in a loss, the most points in a regular in a postseason game that was in regulation, didn't go into overtime. That's the most ever scored in a loss, 53. 
I believe. So, Joker, and we'll... I don't know when you dole out that punishment. I don't know what is involved. I'm going to guess the commissioner is on the phone or has been on the phone with the owner of the Phoenix Suns. And then you're going to look at the video there with with Jokic. Uh, It's an elbow. uh, It's almost like a clearing elbow. Not, I want to hurt you. But it's basically like, get off me. Joker doesn't know that's the owner of the Phoenix Suns. He said, he's a fan. Like, I don't know. I don't care. Uh, Mike Malone, the Nuggets head coach, said he's a fan. I don't care if he's the owner or not. It makes it worse because he is the owner, I think. All right, that was our poll question. Uh, Seaton, would you give the uh, the exact wording there? Who should be punished Ooh. more for the incident uh, at the Suns game? Right. And right now, it's not even close. Matt right. Ishby is running away with it. Yay, congratulations. Some people are asking, too, in the replies here, that if this was, uh, say, Draymond Green, would it be a different... Well, but he does have priors. He does, yeah. And that's why he got suspended, because he had priors, and the NBA said that. Uh, yeah, it would be different. Probably so. Yeah, Paul. What would the response be if this were Mark Cuban, who has a past, not a physical past in any way, but a past of uh, susp- uh, fines and susp- other things? Would Mark Cuban be treated different than any other owner, or be the same? I don't know. I don't, I don't know what the reasoning is, the logic is with any of this stuff. And, you know, has Cuban baited players before? Now, he's been on the court. He's very active. He's been fined numerous times. But, I, you know, this is where it gets a little tricky when you do hypotheticals. Like, I don't know what would happen if it was Draymond. I don't know what would happen with Mark Cuban. Because this is about Joker and this is about Matt Ishbia. Nobody else. Because if you go, well, what if this was? It doesn't make any sense to do that. Uh, what if this was LeBron? Like I don't. This is what it is right now, right in front of us. This is the decision that's going to be made based off, uh, you know, what we saw and who they are. Pete Davidson is everywhere, and now that includes Bubkus, a new semi-autobiographical comedy series on Peacock. Edie Falco, Joe Pesci are in Bubkus, streaming now only on Peacock. By the way, I was watching at the end of the movie Casino last night. And it doesn't end well for Joe Pesci. That uh, they get taken out into a cornfield. Where <laughs> yeah. is there a cornfield near the strip in Las Vegas? That was the first thing I thought is, did they drive to Iowa? But they are out there in a cornfield, and then that's where they uh, they bury him. Yes, yes, Paul. That, that is a great point. I never thought about that before because they're clearly <laughs> yeah. in Vegas. Now, the, the bosses back home are in Kansas City in the movie Casino. I don't know if uh, Kansas City's a hotbed of corn activity, but maybe more likely there. I I mean, why would you go that far to for a meeting? Yeah, yeah. Yes, yes, more. Yeah, do they maybe meet halfway between Las Vegas and Kansas City? Like, hey, we're driving. Hey, we'll meet right here. Well, when, then, I, when I think Albuquerque, I don't think uh, combines and corn. But maybe I'm wrong. Yeah, I didn't know that they they had cornfields in Vegas or outside of Vegas. I don't know. The gist of the story is he made. Uh, Joe Pesci watched his brother get killed. Yes, he did. I was like, Ooh. Yes, he did. No, Dom. By the way, Knicks at the Heat tonight. We're talking about the Heat. And then the Warriors will be at the Lakers after what we saw in Game 3 where everybody played well for the Lakers. It wasn't, hey, if AD plays well, you're going to win. Everybody played well. Golden State kind of uh, shut it down early in the second half. And uh, now they're only fav- – you know, the Warriors are uh, three-point underdogs here. Yeah, Paul. I hate to change back topics, but I found a number of cornfields in Nevada, not so much in the Las Vegas mm, area, okay. but in other areas of Nevada, there are corn mazes in cornfields. Mm, okay. Pretty shocked by that. All right. We learned something. That's a tough scene, man. Yeah, it is. It really is. Yeah. That is a tough scene. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. I'm watching um, Bull Durham last night. You know, it's interesting when you have kids and then you're telling them about movies that you really love and, and that you need to watch this. Like, you got to watch Hoosiers. And then you're sitting there, and I, I have three daughters and my son, and I have two daughters at home this weekend. And then uh, my wife says, we should watch, you know, and she has a list of movies that they should be watching. And, you know, we watched uh, Ferris Bueller's Day Off, and my kids were like, uh, we, what's the big deal? We don't get it. Like, you know, he's a jerk, and he got uh, off from school, and he got in a parade. And I go, all right. All right, you're not seeing what I'm seeing, but that's okay. So I said, how about Bull Durham? 
And they go, is it sad? I go, no, no. Is it scary? I go, no, it's about baseball. But it's really about love. It's a relationship. And they're watching, and I could tell, you know, when they start to check their phones, and I go, no, no, no phones, no, no, no. And they're like, okay. And so they begrudgingly slogged through it. And I said, all right. So you watched it pretty good. And then, you know, their, their common uh, opinion was, the guy, uh, Bull Durham, uh, he's handsome. And I go, okay. That's what we're taking away from Bull Durham? It's like, yeah. And he's a pretty good baseball player, right? And I go, yeah, yeah. He played a little college baseball, I think. But it's not about sports. It's like Hoosiers is not about sports. It's about relationships. But, uh, yeah. Did, they, did they not like it? Were they bland about it? Okay, what happens is if you build up the movie and then you watch it and then you're like, they would rather find that movie, like The Sting. You know, they, they start watching the movie The Sting with Robert Redford, Paul Newman, and they're like, have you watched The Sting before? I go, yeah, it's a great movie. I go, yes, but if I had told you to watch The Sting, you'd be like, oh, I don't know. Sting's a great movie. And then they realize that the gangster who gets played, was Robert Shaw, who was in Jaws. And they're like, that same guy that got eaten by Jaws. What a run. (laughs) Those are two great, you know, you're in Jaws and the Sting. Yes, Paul. Did your parents do that with you? Because my my mother gave me some movies that she said, you got to see this. It was like 12 Angry Men, which was a great movie. And it was way well before my time. There was a movie called Rear Window with Grace Kelly and Jimmy Stewart, Jimmy Stewart, yeah. Yeah. That's a great movie. I thought it was great, but I remember being like, had to be very. I was like twelve or thirteen. I was like, "This is slow." It's well, not we moving. didn't. We didn't have any access to watching these movies. It wasn't like, "Hey, go down to Blockbuster." There was no Blockbuster, or "Hey, you can order that." There's a streaming. Sir, there was nothing where you go. You got to watch this. If I went to a movie, it usually I went to a movie that I went to the drive-in where you weren't really going to the movie, or your parents might have taken you to see a movie. But those were always Disney movies. Like, I remember my mom took me to Sound of Music and Mary Poppins, really young. And I fell in love with Julie Andrews and, and still in love with her to this day. She just doesn't know it. Yes, Eden. Animal House. Oh. Yeah. That was the movie that I watched probably too young. Yeah. Um, but I was, that was like <laughs> mandatory. I pretty much, I had just about every word of that movie memorized by the time I was in, I don't even know how yeah. old I was. Yeah. The scene when John Belushi is on the ladder is spectacular. Where he's going around, he's when you're when you're twelve or thirteen Ooh. and you're watching that, you're yeah. like, whoa, yeah. whoa! Can I hit the pause button here? Yeah, that and when he goes through and he's uh, just piling food onto his tray, those are two of my favorites. Uh, yes, Paul. I mentioned this before, but I went back and looked. The movie Jaws was released. I w- I just turned six, and I went and saw Jaws at age six. Ooh! I didn't want to go in a bathtub <laughs> for the next month. I went, I didn't go to above ground pools for a year. Yes, Tom. And I remember you have to be in line sometimes, like around the block. When, yeah. When something just came out, that was the only way to see a Rocky or even Jaws or movies like that. If you wanted to see it when it first came out, you're going on a long line. Uh, a couple of phone calls in here. Uh, once again tonight, Knicks at the Heat, Warriors at the Lakers. Uh, Gary in Texas joins us on the program. Good morning. Gary? Good morning, Dan. How are you doing today? Doing okay. Sorry about hey. everything that's happened in Texas. Horrible, horrible, horrible this weekend. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. Uh, I'm, I'm a big Suns fan, but I'm not a Denver hater. Um, at, at one point, you know, Jokic wades up into the crowd. At what, at what point is my – I'm sitting in my seat, and now he's in, in my area. And uh, I don't think, and first of all, I don't think any of this was planned or I think it was just heat of the moment. And I don't think anybody should be fined here, but you know, I'm sitting in my seat and you're, you know, you're twice the size of me and you're, you're in my seat, you know, I'm going to touch you. <laughs> so uh, I just like to have your thoughts on that, you know, cause I'm, I, like I said, I paid for a seat and now you're in it. Well, but you know what? The owner steps into Jokic. He doesn't. So when Joker gives him the push, uh, you know, forearm, and then he kind of falls back as if he's just taking a charge, he could have stayed there. He got back up and leans in to Jokic, leans in. And and that's going to cost him. 
because he's holding the ball and Joker wants it. And then all of a sudden it's like, you know, this guy is kind of getting closer to me. Somebody puts their hand on him and then he just gives that forearm or chicken wing to like, get out of here. And then he falls down and then he gets back up and he goes in. He leans in to Jokic. Commissioner's got to go after him. And if the owner is, you know, innocent, then diffuse it. He didn't, he didn't try to diffuse it. He could have just stayed down, put his hands up like that. You're the owner, okay? Act like an owner. You can't be doing that. Yeah, yeah, Marv. Yeah, I hated the flopping. It, when he had his hands up, it was almost like, hey, everyone, did you see that? Yeah. Did you see that? Do you see what I just did? Yeah. Or what he just did? Yeah. That I stood up to him. So lame. Yeah. I, so lame, yeah. dude. I just stood up. I stood up to him. And it's like, okay. Yeah. It's like, hey! Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, all right. More phone calls coming up. We'll take a break. Uh, we'll talk to the uh, ESPN basketball reporter, Frank Isola, who will join us uh, coming up here. And uh, we'll get to more phone calls as well. 877-3DP-SHOW. We're back after this. Dan Patrick Show. Fired up the Traeger Flat Rock on Friday, and man, is that a game changer. The Ironwood Grill, we had tacos, we had, well, we had a variety of things on there. Because you can cook three different things because there's three different cooking areas, different temperatures. Traeger Flat Rock Flat Top Grill, they've done it again. And they left no stone unturned. Three separate cooking zones, which means you can cook a variety of foods at different temperatures all at once. Also, this is the first gas-powered grill in the Traeger lineup. Traeger wants to make sure you have the tools to stay in control of what's cooking. Unleash your full grilling potential in the Traeger Flat Rock and explore new flavor frontiers from fried eggs to stir-fry. Time to build yourself the dream outdoor kitchen that you've always wanted. You can get started. Get your flat rock today. Traeger.com. T-R-A-E-G-E-R. Traeger.com. And remember, use the promo code DP Show at checkout for free shipping. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. We got a great episode coming up. Picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all. But here's a preview of this week's episode. Nothing to do with anyone personally, but Creighton is the team every year that the nerds, you know, the basketball nerds, are like, you know, get Creighton, you don't watch Creighton. And I'm like, I don't want to watch Creighton because I agree with Shannon and the dude today. Creighton's never going to win anything. Stop talking to me about Creighton. They're not never the, not gonna, the not the Big East tournament. They're, well, I mean, they could maybe they win the Big East tournament, but it'll only be luck. But like, they're always like, you know, a sleeper team. That, like that guy who I told you had eight title teams. One of his title teams was Creighton. Is not winning the national championship. It's yeah, I don't not, have him doing that. That like that's why do we all have to act like Creighton is a, is a is a good team. Creighton's like the band they all say you should know if you really knew bands. <laughs> and then they're never at any of those. Yeah, exactly. And it comes time for the Grammys, and they lose out to, like, you know, Lil Durk. And you're like, see, I knew Lil Durk was better. Why are you, t- why are you telling me? see the whole time. <laughs> and this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. We were just talking about spring training playing baseball, going to baseball games, playing softball. And I just brought back that taste when you're there at a spring training game and you get to have a Miller Lite. It's a warm afternoon, Scottsdale, Arizona. Beer here! Paula used to be a beer vendor. I was a beer vendor at Scottsdale Stadium and I slung Miller Lite. So I was just throwing them out there. Okay. Not literally. Okay. But just that cold, refreshing taste. The crack? Yes. Not the crack of the bat. Which is better, crack of the bat's crack of the beer can? Oh, I'd crack of the beer. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Miller Lite. It tastes like beer. How about that? That's why I reach for a Miller Lite. And you should, too. They've been doing this since 1975. The original light beer. Everybody else is just trying to imitate them. Less filling, only 96 calories. Times change, but you can always enjoy the great taste of Miller Lite. Tastes like Miller time. 
Miller Lite. Get it delivered to your door. Visit MillerLite.com slash Patrick. Or you can pick up some Miller Lite pretty much anywhere that sells beer. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 96 calories, 3.2 carbs per 12 ounces. An epic matchup between your two favorite teams. And you're at the game getting the most from what it means to be here with American Express. You breeze through the card member entrance. Stop by the lounge. Now it's almost tip-off, and everyone's already on their feet. This is going to be good. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your live sports experience at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Eligible American Express card required. Benefits vary by card and by venue. Terms apply. I was wondering at the very end of the movie, Casino, Sharon Stone, Robert De Niro, Joe Pesci, and uh, all of a sudden Joe Pesci and his brother are taken out to a cornfield, and I thought, are they in Vegas, outside of Vegas? Are there cornfields there? And uh, just uh, got an email from uh, James in Las Vegas. And he said, Casino's based on a true story. Joe Pesci, uh, who he plays, called back to the Midwest by the bosses where he and his brother were killed, buried in a cornfield, then found by the farmer who owned that land. So that's uh, along lines what you were talking about, Polly. That's one of those rewatchables where if it's on... And you know, you're about to go outside like to run some errands, and then you're in the middle of a casino, you're like, oh boy. Yeah, I'm kind of fascinated with Sharon Stone in the movie. Did she get nominated? Did she win for that role in Casino? It felt like De Niro was playing De Niro. It's like, oh, I think I've seen Bob do that before. But I she was great in it though. Yes, she was. She was yes. Yeah, Pauline. I think uh she may have been nominated for an Academy Award and a Golden Globe for that. I got her with two nominations. Mm, but she didn't win for Casino. Um, no, she did not. Best Actress in a Leading Role, Sharon Stone. Mm. Nomination. Is Frank Isola uh, set to join us here? Uh, I think Fritzy's trying to uh, secure him. Any so, minute. So we'll talk to Frankie Ice. He'll be uh, joining us <laughs> coming up. <laughs> not his actual name. I don't think, but I, I, Frankie Ice sounds like that would be his name. Frankie Ice. Hi, Frankie. How are you? Use guys. <laughs> you can say things like use guys. <laughs> you can say that because your wife's Italian, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, that's, that's just me doing my Jersey thing anyway. So oh, okay. I feel like I'm grandfathered in. Yeah. Uh, so 877-3DP-SHOW, email address dp at danpatrick.com. Twitter handle at dpshow. Uh, tonight, Nick's Heat, Warriors against the Lakers. A mod in Miami. Hey, Ahmad, what's on your mind today? How's everything, DP Show? Good, good, good. I got a double best of the weekend. First best is my Miami Heat taking down the New York Knicks. I told you it's the fake Mecca and they're frauds. Second best <laughs> of the weekend is my Florida Panthers taking down the Toronto Maple Leafs. They overtime. Cardiac Cats dropped the rest. All, right. all. all right. Thank you, Ahmad. You had a good weekend. <laughs> That's a strong call yeah. right there. Strong yeah. call. Yeah. In and out. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. To the point. That's it. Fake Mecca. Yeah, I know. Fake Mecca. <laughs> it used to be the Mecca. Used to be. By the way, I watched baseball over the weekend. I, I watched some Dodgers and Padres, but I watched the Royals and the Oakland A's. Oh, no. I had to do it. I, I had to do it. Nice and quiet. So it was Sunday, and the Royals beat the A's. Both teams remain in single digits in the win column. The Royals are nine and twenty-six. The A's are eight and twenty-seven. The Oakland A's are historically bad. They've been outscored by their opposition by 124 runs so far. <laughs> this is the fewest wins the team has had this deep into the season, I believe, in baseball history. Yes, Paul? They're actually better on the road than they are at home. <laughs> well, If they can what, be. What does that mean? They have five wins They'll on the road, five three at home. Three at home. Technically better. Uh, baseball Sunday leadoff brings you uh, Sunday morning action. Cleveland as the uh, Guardians host the Angels. Shohei Otani, Mike Trout, and company. That's uh, next Sunday, 11 a.m. Eastern, streaming ex exclusively on Peacock. He's uh, Frank Isola, the uh, Nets studio host, and you can see him on uh, 
Around the Horn, and pardon the interruption, also Sirius XM NBA Radio. Frank, thanks for joining us. I'm going to make you the commissioner. What do you want to do, and what will you do with the owner and Joker in that uh, little incident last night? Technical foul on Matt Ishbia for flopping, who yeah. looks like a young Tom Izzo. I think he could play Tom Izzo like a 35-year-old Tom Izzo if they ever have a movie about Tom Izzo. So he looks like his former coach. Right. You know what? I would not be shocked if he if he gets suspended. I hope that he doesn't. I think the fact that Jokic went to grab for the ball first, Ishbia pulled it away, then Ishbia first touched Jokic, and Jokic is a big guy, just kind of put his arms up. There was no swinging involved. I hope that's not the case. It's interesting. I look, you know, I was watching last night when Monty Williams came on after the game. I was wondering if Monty was going to go down the Pat Riley route or Phil Jackson, of course, uh, Monty's first NBA coach was Pat Riley, and said something along the lines of, we can't have this in our sport. We have to protect the fans at all costs. I understand Nikola Jokic is a great player, but this is something the league has to look into. To Monty's credit, he just said, I didn't I didn't really see what happened. <laughs> well, I wonder if there's enough there that the commissioner would suspend Joker. Um, if this is regular season as opposed to now, would it be a different ruling for, for this? And if it was a true fan here, because I think the Joker doesn't know that that's the owner of the Phoenix Suns. Yeah. yeah. A couple of things. You know, didn't it was in Phoenix with the Clippers in the first round where Russell Westbrook kind of cuts through. They go cut through a shortcut, yeah. and there was a fan. A knucklehead yelled at Westbrook. He confronted the fan. You know, cursing, threatening the guy. He got his, he's got his kids, his kid right there. There was no suspension there. I also wonder, Dan, the fact that it isn't just a regular fan. Maybe in this case, it would help Jokic out because why is Matt Ishbia taking the ball and you know ripping it away from Jokic to begin? I don't really think Matt Ishbia shouldn't have done that. I don't think it's a uh, crime against humanity that he did it. To me, Jokic is still mostly in the wrong. But I thought the tone of it last night, I guess they're going to interview Jokic about it. I I ultimately think he'll be available for game five. Let's hope that's the case because you look at that game last night, those three guys, Kevin Durant, Devin Booker, and Nikola Jokic, I mean, they're just at a different level offensively. And how do you punish an owner? Well, he he did replace a guy that they essentially got rid of. I mean, I know he stepped down on his own, so I guess you can, I guess you can do it. But that's here's the thing, Dan, and you know this and you've talked to him a million times. What if that were Mark Cuban, who Jokic had pushed, and now the series is tied at 2-2? I would think – now, Matt Ishbia may say something publicly, but I think he'd be well within his right to tell – to call up the league and say, hang on a second, I paid, what, $4 billion for this team? You're going to have a player treatment like that? He should not be available for Game 5 in this series. So I'm sure there's a lot of stuff going on behind the scenes, that's for sure. See, I hold the owner more accountable than I do, Joker. In terms of – uh, I thought that Matt Ishbia, you know, escalated this. Like, you know, he held the ball, he flopped, he got back up, and then he leans into Jokic. Yeah. No, uh, I, I think ultimately the league will look at it that way. And Jokic, I thought his comments um, were pretty smart after the game. I think Michael Malone as well. I thought there was a chance that when the game ended, I would, now I understand Jokic is upset with the way that his team played down the stretch. Say, hey, he had the big turnover. I was wondering if he was going to make a beeline for Matt Ishbia and just kind of shake his hand, and I wonder if that would have diffused it oh, even more. Wow. I, but, I again, you want to see all these guys out there, and they did set a bit of a precedent. So uh, Draymond Green gets suspended for stomping on Sabonis, but in the release they mentioned they factor in Priors. past transgressions. Yep. Nikola Jokic, yeah, he had something with uh, Markeith Morris. What was that uh, last season or two seasons ago when he, you know, they got into it, but nothing over the top. So I, that will probably help Jokic as well. I'm watching the 76ers and the Celtics, and I'm not sure if either team is really good. I, th- I think the Celtics can play really good, but then down the stretch, I'm just never quite sure. Uh, James Harden, I'm never quite sure. Embiid. It had a tentative 34 points, if that's possible. Yeah. Uh, but how do, you, how do you kind of handicap that series between those two? I know, it's strange. And the amazing thing, too, about Boston, and I think they have the most talent top to bottom out of any team. I thought that was the case entering the playoffs, certainly now as well, now that Milwaukee's gone. But, you know, Boston is 7-8 and eight in their last 15 home playoff games. It's a little hard to believe. And they were in a similar situation last year when they went home for Game 5, 
tied 2-2 in the second round with Milwaukee, ended up losing game five, but then they had the great game six where Tatum went off. Then they won game seven. But I didn't understand Boston yesterday. So they're up two. Jalen Brown ends up doubling off of Harden. Today's NBA is now the MVP of the league has got an angle with Jason Tatum guarding him. He kicks it out to the three-point line. Harden is open, knocks down the shot. All right, so you messed up defensively. You're down one. Why are they walking the ball up the court? Yeah. The idea now is to shoot with what? Five or six seconds to go, seven seconds to go, because if you miss and you don't get the rebound, now you can foul. You have two timeouts. You can extend the game. I get it at the end of regulation. The game's tied. Marcus Smart takes the last shot. It's a wide-open shot. No problem with that. They didn't, they didn't even get a shot off yeah. in overtime, and they're only down one point with two timeouts. It made no sense the way that they played that. But the odds to win the NBA title, according to DraftKings this morning, Celtics. Celtics well, are big favorites over the Lakers. It, it's amazing, right? Really for the first time, and I understand the Knicks are in a bad spot, but, I mean, how often can you really look at all eight teams in the second round? And if things were to break right, and for some of the teams like the Knicks and the Heat, things would really have to break right for them to win. It feels like you could make a case for just about any team right now winning it all. And it's amazing with the Lakers and give – Darvin Ham, the head coach, a lot of credit. Rob Palenka, the moves that he'd made. You know, they were a laughing stock at the start of the season. And now here they are on the verge winning a home game of going up 3-1 in the series. Well, can you imagine if we end up with Lakers, Celtics yeah. in the NBA Finals? But I still think the Celtics are the best team. I still think they'll figure out a way to get this done. And you know what's interesting is when teams play defense, we we never talked about Golden State's defense. When, when they were winning those championships, they played great defense. They really did. And the Lakers played great defense, unbelievable defense. And I give a lot of credit to Darvin Ham because guys don't want to play defense. You're yeah. almost, I have to encourage you to play defense. I never have to encourage anybody to play offense. But, you know, Vanderbilt seems to set the tone, and, and so does that head coach there. Can they continue, can they continue to win with defense here in this I season? think they can. If Anthony Davis stays healthy, and I know understand his scoring is always up and down, but if you have Anthony Davis protecting the basket, and then you have a lot of inexperienced players, but LeBron James is like the middle linebacker on the team. He's standing there telling everyone what to do at all times. So despite the fact that a lot of guys aren't experienced in big games, having LeBron on the team is absolutely huge. But again, I think a lot of it will come down to how well Anthony Davis continues to play. What I also love about the Lakers, if you go back to that game that they played in Boston, remember when LeBron did get fouled by Jason Tatum and the referee didn't call it? Yeah. LeBron fell to his knees, and the big theme after the game was, oh, we don't get any calls, we don't get any calls. They led the league in free throw shooting. And even in that game, which was a blowout, they took 20 more free throws yeah. than the Golden State were. So they're really good at drawing fouls, getting to the free throw line, making shots. They seem to be in a pretty good position. But again, the Warriors were down 0-2 to Sacramento. They needed to go on the road and win a game five, and then they won a game seven on the road. So, and I guess it's 28 straight series where they've won at least one road playoff game. Tonight should be the night. Frank Isola, the uh, Net Studio host. You can see him on the round the horn. Pardon the interruption. Also, Sirius XM NBA radio. LeBron talked about his son, Bronny, going to USC and that he really wants to play at least one season with him. Uh, so, you got this season, then you'll have next season, and then. Bronny, I guess, will come out into the draft, and then he and LeBron will. How, how does that work? How do you think that they sync this up, that they play together? I mean, we know that that's the father's dream, and his goal is to play with his son in the NBA, but I don't know. Is that the son's goal right away, just to leave college after one year? You know, he's going to school. Not many kids go to school with, I think it's a $6 million NIL deal that he has in total. I don't know. It's probably fun. Going to USC is probably a great time to begin with, much less being a star athlete, much less being a guy that's getting $6 million a year. So maybe Bronny's going to like the college life. Maybe he wants to stay two years, three <laughs> years, which kind of pushes it down. Hey, he might not be making $6 million a year as an NBA player. He's certainly going to be making it as a college player. What if he wants to stay? He's Again, not I, staying for more than one year. You never know. No, if, no. This is so important to his dad. Hang on a second. What if this year, and this has happened before, he wouldn't be the first highly touted high school player that struggles a little bit his first year in college. I hope that's not the case. But now the competition is going to be a little bit different. He's going to be playing in a really good conference. I'm sure 
you know, because of his name, unfortunately for him, he's probably going to have a target on his back. So, yeah, but it makes it easier then to sign with a team that your dad's on because then he won't well, get drafted. A hundred percent. Not, but if you're a GM of a team in the second round, would you maybe want to take? <laughs> yes, him I would. Yes, in the I, second round. Yes, I you would. Could get his spot. Yes, and exactly. and he's not even the best player in his recruiting class at USC, but he no. has gotten better, which is what you know anybody wants to see. You know how much growth there potential is there, and it seems like he made a, a big leap this past year. Yeah. But I, I, it seems like this is the last thing that LeBron wants. Is yeah. I'm sure he'd take another title in the process, but he wants to be able to play with his son. Absolutely, and I thought it was really sweet when LeBron did say, you know, he kept saying that USC is getting a really good kid. And if you talk to a lot of, I've spoken to a lot of scouts that have been to his games, and they talk about Bronny James being a really good teammate how he's very unselfish. I mean, LeBron is like that too. He's very unselfish teammate. So that, that is good to hear because when you're growing up, I'm sure for all these, you know, kids of, uh, you know, famous players, it can't be easy. And it seemed like the kid has handled everything really, yeah, really well. Yeah, he has. Yeah. And you're able to stay home and go to school. Yeah. Yeah. But, and he can, so now he has the benefit of his, not only can his parents come to the game, he could still sit courtside at Laker games. It's oh, a perfect, yeah. perfect scenario. He's got it all. I, I brought this up last week, you know, because this isn't really a rivalry between LeBron and, and uh, Steph or Golden State and the Lakers. I mean, there's no real heated rivalry there, but this feels like it's a legacy rivalry with LeBron and Steph of if one gets another title. So if Steph gets up to five, does that change the conversation of his place historically? Um, can he can he move past LeBron? I, I I don't I don't believe so. I just think as an all around uh, okay. player, it's just a little bit different. And I also think you know the fact that Kevin Durant went there for a couple of years. It's funny they were both born in Akron. They were both born in the same hospital. hospital yeah. So whoever wins the most should really be considered the real <laughs> king of Akron. LeBron just I, can't take that title. I, I I think that they aspire for a little bit bigger kingdom here <laughs> than than Akron. You know, name the uh, you know the maternity ward after uh, exactly. There of, you go. One of the guys there. there. All right, great to talk to you, Frank. Thanks for joining us as you, always, Dan. buddy. Uh, Frank Isola, Nets studio host, also uh, Sirius XM NBA Radio. You can see him on around the horn. And pardon the interruption. Ah. Uh, I love those legacy conversations because you you don't there's no um, finality to it. Like, hey, that's defeated. You won the argument there. It still comes back to, well, this guy did this or this guy did that. This guy had to move around. This guy needed Durant. This guy needed Wade. You know, it's it's just sort of this chess game sometimes, and you end up kind of just going, okay, uh, we done here? Yeah. Next next topic. Yeah, Mark. Was there ever conversations like this going on in the 80s between like Magic and Bird? Like who was the best player of their generation? Yeah. But but once again, you didn't have many national radio shows. You didn't have social media. And it was probably more of something that you would read in the newspaper. Uh, or you would have your own conversations about this. Because that was a big deal. You know, I remember when Bird was playing uh, Magic in the national title game. And Indiana State was nowhere near what Michigan State was, talent-wise. I mean, Magic had, if you flipped him, Bird's winning the national title at Michigan State. What he did with Indiana State, and they had one player who got drafted, I think, third round, uh, Carl Nix. But they, they, were, they were just a good team, and Bird was a great player. Magic played on a great team. Two first-round picks on there, Jay Vinson and uh, Greg Kelser. But... It started then of who's better. And then Magic is rookie year, uh, you know, what he did. But Bird getting uh, rookie of the year. So it, it was back and forth with that. And, and both played on unbelievable teams. And those players stayed on those teams too. You know, Parrish and McHale, uh, DJ, Danny Ainge, they stayed on those teams. They added Bill Walton, who was sixth man of the year. The Lakers had all of that talent as well. They were clearly the two best players on the two best teams. Let's take a break. Uh, We'll give you our best and worst of the weekend when we return. 
Every week we talk about our friends at Panini America. Heck, we talk about them every day. They sponsor our stat of the day, the official trading cards of this program, brand new NFT platform at nft.paniniamerica.net. One-of-a-kind digital cards there. You'll find the public auctions on their site, the hottest rookies, biggest superstars, the all-time greats, the official products of the NFL, NBA, UFC, FIFA World Cup, collegiate sports. You can share your cards in the public gallery, complete challenges, earning exclusive award cards. Make sure you check out the newly released NFL Prism and uh, La Liga packs. You can get those. Your favorite Panini brands now is NFTs. Panini NFT platform. Unique, one-of-a-kind VIP experiences. Panini NFT trading cards giving you the opportunity to pull autograph cards, memorabilia cards, rare inserts, even one-of-one NFTs from every pack. NFT.PaniniAmerica.net The official trading cards and NFTs of the Dan Patrick Show. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. Hey, it's Ben, host of the Fifth Hour with Ben Maller. It would mean a lot to have you join us on our weekly auditory journey. You're asking, what in God's name is the Fifth Hour? I'll tell you, it's a spinoff of the Ben Maller Show, a cult hit overnights on FSR. Why should you listen? Picture, if you will, a world where we chat with captains of industry in media, sports, and more every week. Explore some amazing facts about human nature and more. Listen to the Fifth Hour with Ben Maller on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into 150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same-game parlays, live bets and so much more download the app in virginia today and get 150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at betmgm betmgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly see betmgm.com for terms 21 plus only virginia only new customer offer subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days please gamble responsibly gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER promotional offer not available in washington dc an epic matchup between your two favorite teams and you're at the game getting the most from what it means to be here with american express you breeze through the card member entrance stop by the lounge now it's almost tip off and everyone's already on their feet this is gonna be good that's the powerful backing of american express see how to elevate your life sports experience at americanexpress.com slash with amex eligible american express card required benefits vary by card and by venue terms apply witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as infinity presents a new chapter in luxury the premiere of the all-new 2025 infinity qx80 Join us March 20th live from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Best and worst of the weekend. It's our turn. Todd, I'll start with you. Best and worst. Best, in addition to his efforts last night, love for Devin Booker, 47 points, 9 assists, 6 rebounds Friday night in Phoenix, beating the Nuggets 121-114, avoiding slipping into a 3-0 hole a couple of days ago. Worst, also Friday night, Game 3 in Philly, Sixers waste a 30-point, 13-board, 4-block game from Embiid at home. Celtics taking that one, 114-102. Seton O'Connor. My best of the weekend, I watch a bunch of the Miami Grand Prix. Uh, that was fun. I think it's Grand Prix. Yeah, uh, Grand Prix. Yeah. Uh, okay, but Paulie said there's a uh, you know like a promo for the race, but it had very little to do with the race itself. 
How would you describe the promo that was on TV? Yeah, I saw this big promo. It's one of the biggest races of the year. And like, the Miami Grand Prix. And it's this voice where you can't tell if it's American or British. Yeah. And he goes, the celebrities, the boats. And they were showing like these yachts <laughs> and helicopters and hot women being flown in and, yeah. and sushi. Yeah. And, and then they have like the track. They yeah. show this beautiful fans partying. And in the last second, <laughs> there's three quick clips of drivers driving. Okay. But then they showed the driver with the waxed eyebrows and the pecs. Oh. But they showed the cars for one second yeah. in a 30 seconds. Yeah. Because the race really isn't all the most interesting part of it. It really isn't. Like the most exciting thing that happened while I was watching uh, is it Max Verstappen? Verstappen. Right? Max Verstappen. He is uh, in, in second place and he's trying to, because he, he went in. Uh, pit and then got four new tires came back out right and now he's in second place and the most exciting part of the whole race was when they get to this turn they completely slow down and he like just zips in front of the other guy and it's, oh my god he overtook him <laughs> like I don't, maybe if you're in person it, it's like more I mean I did enjoy watching it but the race is not the most exciting part but I don't know how much of the race you can watch because they're you know the track is in downtown Miami that was another interesting thing. They had this track, right? And they would show these like drone shots of yeah. it and they would pull back and you would see like a whole big chunk of the track, right? You could see the cars racing around it and they're going, you know, 200 miles an hour going through this thing. And then just on the other side of like a barrier, is like a normal highway with people like commuting to work or something. They're like doing whatever they do on yeah. the weekend. Yeah. Uh, it was just such a funny like juxtaposition. It of, just feels uh, like that's just, Beautiful people are showing up for an event. Yeah. Like the Kentucky Derby. You know, you're, you're you know, beautiful people, and you're there to be seen and have fun. And then all of a sudden, you know, we, we're going to bet on some horses here. And then that's it. We, we get to wear, you know, goofy hats and, you know, you know, expensive suits. Which is a better race? The Miami Grand Prix or the Kentucky Derby? I haven't been to the Miami Grand Prix. But well, dude, let's go to one. I've been to the Kentucky Let's Derby. go to one. Um, I don't know if we could get in. Really? Well, I don't I don't think so. I don't I don't think I have that poll that I could get us in there. Yeah, Paul. This is my theory on F1. F1 reminds me of the clubs I couldn't get in when I was 21, 22, mm. 23, and every once in a while I would get in or wait in line or some girl would get me in and I'd walk in like, what was all the fuss about? Yeah. You know, it, it feels like you, F1 has created this image, this aura around it that you should be here because everyone else is. And if you're not, you're not cool. And it's working. It seems to be completely working for them. Yeah, I think it's, it's the place to be seen. Um, I'd, I'd love to go to Monaco and go to uh, the Let's Monaco that. Grand Prix. Want to <laughs> do that? No, we're, we're not getting in there either. Why not? We barely get into the sports semis. I can't get into the Grand Prix. I can't get Nick's tickets. I can't get Nick's tickets for all you guys. Yes, Todd. So if we requested tickets or you requested tickets, they'd say F us? Is that what you're saying? Oh, okay. okay. I thought there was a big wind-up there. But then we have to get dressed up. Are we capable of looking like those people? Todd can't wear sweatpants and a, a Phoenix Sun shirt. I have, like, dressy sweatpants at home that I take out on special occasions. Marv... Uh, Seaton, did you have any other uh, besters or worsters? Oh, I had a uh, funnier of oh, the weekend. Oh, oh. Um, there was a fight in NASCAR where yeah. this dude, uh, Ross Chastain, punched yeah. Noah Gragson or something like that yeah. in the face. The funny, what made it so funny to me, though, is that this dude, Ross Chastain, right, he's approached by the other guy, right? And he's going, like, he's telling the guy, he's going, stop, stop. He's got his arms out, stop, stop. Stop, and then wham, punches him right in the face as he was just saying, no, 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 stop, stop, stop. Oh. And then he smashes the dude oh. in the face. He kind of snuck him a little bit. It was pretty funny, though. Yeah, Paul. I kind of disagree. Chastain's saying, let's not do this. He's got his hands low. He kept his hands low. And uh, then Gregson grabs him by the, the fire suit and kind of pulls in on the fire suit. He said, okay, cool. I'll doubt you. Mm. He just doubted his eye But he's quick. while they're sort of grappling like that, he's going, stop, stop, stop. Stop, and then he just his hands are right up by the dude's shoulders, and he just smashes him in the face. It's good TV. Yes, I like the explanation that like little kids, no one stands up for this guy. He's like the bully, and the way he drives, he puts all of us at risk. So someone's got to stand up to him, and fight him. Marv, best and worst of the weekend. Your boy Landry Shamit, nineteen points Shamit! off the bench. That <laughs> big win, you called it. They needed some help off the bench. Uh, worst of the weekend, the Pittsburgh Pirates losing seven straight, mm. but. 
they're still first in the NL Central. Yeah. Uh, Paul? I already did. My, my best is also the F1. The coverage is fantastic. I don't know what the race is, but the coverage is. Um, worst of the weekend, I felt bad for Prince Harry at the coronation for Pops getting the king roll. He was wearing like a, a suit like I would own. Mm-hmm. You know, it was kind of dark gray. He didn't have any of the ceremonial. They had these gowns that no, other, I know. other ones are wearing. Yeah. And he's got these medals on his chest. What are these medals for? Is a swim meet? What, what did he win? He already won. Like, he felt kind of royal-ish. They had him in row three, for God's sake. He can't get row one. Like he couldn't get front row at the Knicks games? Yeah, he was row three. He could get front row at the Knicks, but he got third row at the coronation. It looked like he agreed to be there to keep the fuss from happening, and then as soon as it was gone, they whoop, gone. Kind of felt bad for the guy. Yeah, I don't think he stayed for the uh, the Katy Perry Lionel Richie concert. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Marv. Lionel Richie and Katy Perry. I missed that. How about that? Yeah. Yeah, Seton. Uh, just quickly uh, to update you on F1. Yeah. The Canadian Grand Prix. Yeah. It's coming up June 18th. Yeah. Montreal. Ooh. We're not far from there. No. We We're not far from there. I, uh, that might be one of the less exotic ones, too, so maybe we could get in. Do they have one nearby here? That feels about as nearby or as you're getting. Like uh, Devon? <laughs> F1 comes to Rhode Devon. Island. The New Haven Grand Prix. Yeah. Bridgeport Grand Prix. That would be interesting. <laughs> Final hour coming up. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Hey, hey, it's Malcolm Gladwell, host of Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Your elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive entirely its own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.